and I know this is supposed to be funny, so I'm sorry, but um, no, 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 <laughs> it's just, it, it's just in that experience, you do not realize that go, if you want to be a very, like, you just make a choice, you want to be an engaged parent, being a parent and raising a child is such a reflective time from when you were that age and that you don't realize it maybe at first blush, Mm-hmm. But then you realize how much of your own experience in childhood comes up and whether that, you know, whatever that experience is, that's going to show up a lot of times in your parenting. Welcome to our podcast, We Heart Mom Jokes. I'm Lalita. I'm the queer mom of a 14-year-old, a single mom by choice, and a comic. And I'm Smita. I'm a mom of two. And I met Lalita doing stand-up. We decided to start this podcast because we were wondering how are other parents managing during the pandemic? Are they finding it as difficult as we do? So we decided to ask some people that we really like talking to, other comics. And as always, if you are looking for useful parenting tips, (laughs) um, just give up. They don't exist. (laughs) So today we have an amazing guest, Dewa Darje. Uh, she's Tibetan American. She's based up in Seattle. She's hilarious. You should catch her stuff on YouTube and Instagram. So we're going to start off with a clip from one of her sets, as always, before the pandemic. My parents were both nomads. Yeah. Y'all know about nomads are? No. Uh, yeah. No, nomads are cool. Barack Obama's dad was a nomad. <laughs> So I heard. Um, no, but in Tibet, um, Tibet, <laughs> Tibetans follow yaks around wherever the yaks want to go. No, you guys don't get. It's like Tibetan people and yaks go together, like white people and German shepherds, right? I mean, I don't know. People, that doesn't really hit the way I want it to, because it's just like I see a, a German shepherd with like an Asian family or something, and I'm just like want to take it, you know, because it just doesn't fit, and I want to give it back to the white family of monster. You know, being in COVID and being a comedian and being a single mom with two kids, you know, that's a big deal. So, and be, and yeah, and I'm starting this podcast and with this other mom who's a single mom of three kids. And so we're, what's your podcast yeah. called? It's called Dank Moms, D-A-N-K Moms. And it's just about, uh, it's just, it's more like marijuana based. So like we talk about smoking oh. weed and talking about like um, pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty comedy focused mm-hmm. what it's like to be single in your forties and having children. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do it by the book. I got to do it the way that, I do it. Yeah. And anybody do it by the book? I would argue the books never apply. Like maybe 10% of the books apply, but then you're like, so much of this is not what I'm experiencing. Or it's like you always have these extra unique things, whoever you are. And you're like, I'm just going to speak for as a mom. I'm not going to try to make any generalizations. My parents were both immigrants. They were refugees to India and Nepal. They were immigrants to the United States and they're also undocumented. And so I had to go through a lot of trauma growing up. And I had to make a decision at some point whether or not I was going to pass on that trauma to my children or if I was going to, you know, go forward and, and try to do something different. And so that was, that's the perspective that I'm coming from Mm -hmm. it's just because parenting is such an isolating experience in a lot of ways because you don't know what other people do and you don't know what you're supposed to do and you know you weren't supposed to do it the way that you were raised but how are you supposed to do it Mm -hmm. you know I want to write a book on parenting yes just in case I stop stop (laughs) saying that the books don't apply but all I have is the title okay I want the title to be the loneliest crowd 
Like we are, there's so many of us and we're so isolated. What on earth is going on? And I know this is supposed to be funny, so I'm sorry, but um, (laughs) it's just, it's just in that experience, you do not realize that go, if you want to be a very, like you just make a choice, you want to be an engaged parent, being a parent and raising a child is such a reflective time from when you were that age for me and that's part of like what it was like for me being I was one of the first probably one of the first 25 50 Tibetans born in this country so there really wasn't um, Mm -hmm. in our community my parents came over it what they weren't in a wave of any sort they just came because of my dad's you know grit and hustle he was just hustling there wasn't a village and so my village was a lot of you know pieced together by hippies in the you know, in San Francisco and Seattle and does take a village. What that village looks like is very different. It probably doesn't look anything like where my mom was, who was a nomad in Tibet, or my village was people in Seattle, which is where I was, was where I was raised. I really feel like 2020 is turning the screws on us. First, they're like, no, you may not socialize. Then we'll get winter going. So you can't even go outside. And then we won't let you let your children interact with like pushing us further and further into this isolation. Mm-hmm. You're going to make me cry. This is a comedy podcast. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go towards funny. I'll tell you for, at least for me, um, I have my children like 80, 85% of the time from their other parent. And I mean, like they're with me that much. And so like, basically it's like all the, all the, uh, I mean, we have boundaries, but like a lot of my niceties and that type of is gone. I was like, look, you guys, we're going to talk to each other like people and I'm going to, I'm your mom, you're my children, but you guys are also my roommates. In my house, people cannot feel like they're excluded because of something they did or something without talking about it. And we- I love that. Are you also doing the roommates thing of leaving each other passive aggressive notes on the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, we have this. Yes, I have this. I put up a sign that, you know, and if you work in a factory, there's a sign that says it's been this many days since our last accident. Uh, I put that on the wall in our kitchen except for it's spill because it felt like they were spilling stuff every day multiple times a day like on purpose and I was like let's try to get to a high number the only thing on my fridge is a Smithers phone number you know just in case my son knows if one day you know whatever something happens to me okay can I have it too can I have one (laughs) podcast listeners hit us up for Smithers phone number That's desperate, like just putting it out on the internet. Please, someone ask for my number. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, we were just talking about, you know, trying to be a mom, but coming from a different culture. It's not easy, is it? No, it's not. I mean, it could be fun, though. I mean, it's fun because... My mom is still around, you know, and so we it's fun to have my mom be a grandmother. It's kind of fun to go, what? You never did that to me yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yes. Number one, they'll be like, oh, don't do that to your kids. And you're like, excuse me? I was like, are you kidding? By now I would have got hit with a slipper like two or three times already. <laughs> I was like, I don't hit my kids, okay? And she's like, what? I never, <gasps> I never. Oh I'm like, goodness. no, I do not wear flip-flops because of that. Oh, like <laughs> flip-flops, you look at flip-flops, you get some PTSD. Yeah, like- exactly. I was like, when I hear people walking down the sleep, clip-clop, clip-clop, I'm like, oh, <laughs> mom's coming, hi. <laughs> always feel guilty what have I done what have I done I'm I'm 44 um yeah I mean we're immigrants too I I feel that it means something different in the United States 
coming from Europe. And so we're not, we don't visually look like immigrants, I guess. I, I imagine our day-to-day experience is different uh, because we don't deal with racism, for instance. But the sense of being somewhat displaced is there. And um, But now we're in Christmas mode and we've never done big Christmases. And I will say, my kid is like, why can't I have, you know, the new PlayStation 5 and a TV and a this and a that for Christmas? And I always say, because we're Dutch, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer that's it how does that fly um, he knows he knows and and uh, and i give him lectures on capitalism and stuff like that so but he still tries it this year because we can't travel he was like oh we're not spending money on travel can i have a playstation 5 like no we're dutch sorry <laughs> <laughs> there's not no happening there's no playstation in dutch that's right in the netherlands that hasn't been invented yet go go out on your bicycle find some tulips to play with exactly <laughs> fellow um yeah I, i'm actually i'm actually uh american i mean i was born here in, in the united states so i don't really i feel like i'm kind of in between because my, right. my i don't know i feel very american in that way uh, my dad was very much about being american you know he just loved being an american he's passed now so like every year that we go vote um i uh, put one of those i voted stickers on his urn because he um yeah because he just he just loved voting like when he passed i looked into his wallet and he had all it was all lined with i voted stickers oh yeah isn't that sweet yeah like he and i actually you know and i owe so much to my dad because i got my sense of humor from my dad dad was also a comedian and he was a uh Tibetan uh, nomadic like style comedian. I mean, they would call it bard or storyteller. He told risque Tibetan folk tales. Um, so that's how I grew up. I always knew I wanted to do comedy, but because of my dad being like a sexist, just didn't think I could be funny. Simultaneously, you know, heartbreaking, but also that I'm carrying on a, a tradition in my family. But at the same time, it's heartbreaking because he didn't think that women did that which is which yeah. sucked and women weren't allowed to do that at the time my dad came up because these stories that he told were told around the fire at night and that was a men only area right but the way that I live my life now when I'm going out here I feel like I'm channeling so much of my dad's bachelor spirit when he after he got divorced and stuff I feel like I'm probably the same like my dad was just like me, so I feel like I'm just like him. <laughs> like I feel I, there's there's lots of 20-year-old white dudes who have exactly the same attitude towards female comedians as your dad did in 1960s Nepal. I, he can be forgiven, I think. The white dudes, not so much. <laughs> yeah. In 2020. No, he, he can be forgiven because that's the thing is, like, he looked back on, on, my, on our relationship together and he was like, oh, yeah, you just had me laughing the whole time. I love that, Dewa. You know, I was going to ask you, but you answered it yourself. I was like... Okay, so he didn't acknowledge that you were a comedian. I've got air quotes here, but you made him laugh, didn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I would make him laugh all the time, and he just didn't know what to do. Like, sometimes it would laugh so hard. And we just, we, I, I look at it with my children, too, and I was like, oh, this is like a very similar relationship. What was fun about my dad is he was so lighthearted a lot of times, even though his life was so difficult because we were undocumented for a good amount of time of, of my childhood, or him and my mom were, um, he was under a great deal of stress he kept it real lighthearted. he kept it real family oriented and he was funny if you yeah. can if you can give your children a sense that they could play with you it does a lot for your connection even though i even though my dad's gone now we had a very rough you know several years in my teen years i think that at that that foundation of having play and having laughter and joy mm -hmm. um 
was really was really important was really important to our bond I mean I have my sense of humor from my dad as well and it bonded us too and I have the same kind of relationship with my son as I did with my dad I would have fights with my dad and he would just make me laugh and I'd be like I'm trying to be annoyed with you here you know could you just not do that and my son will do the same like he I'm trying to be mom and I'll say you know this is not acceptable behavior whatever you know and he'll just make fun of it and I'll be like Okay, don't make me laugh right now. Okay, I'm trying to be mom. I'm trying to do a good job here. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not, and I just can't help it. It's a love language, right? I'm I'm I'm, I'm reading up on these love languages um, yes. with some skepticism, but humor is not actually in there. I feel it no, should it be. No, it isn't. It should be. be. Right? Yeah, because it's it's that look. It's like why those shows like The Office or all those shows are popular. It's because two people. It's just the glance across the table that you guys mm-hmm. both see what you see and you both know you want to die at laughing you know what i'm saying like and if you could have that with your parent can you imagine what that's like that was one of my goals growing up to make my family laugh in inappropriate places mm-hmm. like you know at a concert when they get everyone to quiet down before they yeah like, did you manage this smitha did you make do you make your family laugh it was always the same scenario i'd make my sister lose it and then my father would get really mad and then he'd be like you girls I love it. Girls, babe. It's like um kind of dark, but it's kind of funny. So I got to, when my dad died, he died in 2017, and I got to hold him and stuff. It's really sad, but it was like so funny because one of his friends was there right before he died, and I just was like kept on looking at him. It was me and my brother, the two kids. That's it. That's all he had. He didn't have a spouse, he didn't have a partner or anything. And then my dad's friend, who's not like a lover, just a, a peripheral friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, it looks like it's gonna be time. He's like, okay. And I was like, I'm serious. It looks like it's going to be time soon. He did not leave. It was me and my brother and my dad's friend from work. What? When my dad died. <laughs> That's your awful story. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then when my dad died, he like took his last breath. He was like, <sighs> it was like this big breath. And he let it out. And I just start crying, right? And my brother, we're Buddhist, so we're not supposed to cry, but my brother was, because it makes the my dad's uh, soul worried. He won't peacefully go on, but I can't help it, man. And I'm like crying. And then all of a sudden he goes, <gasps> and he starts breathing again. He starts breathing, he starts breathing again. And this rando is sitting next to the bed. <laughs> like Jeffrey from accounting. I know, I my dad why is jeff from food and beverage in the corner it was me my brother and jeff from the embassy suites was oh there oh my god <laughs> this moment is difficult enough jeff like can you not no i know and then you have to go jeff can you get out seriously can you get out? oh no i didn't say that no he was there he was there the whole time but my brother and i talked about it after and we were just like for us and our family there really wasn't any other way that my dad's death could have been <laughs> you know don't have your dad around and then smith obviously your family's far away my family's there's still people of the former generation of older generation in the netherlands so we don't see them very often What's that like? I've never had it any other way, I guess. So I don't know because I've never, I haven't lived in the Netherlands for so long. What, what like not having family? Yeah. Um, my family has always been like my quote unquote chosen family. Right. So I have a very close group of friends that have always taken care of me and my children. So I just, just have never felt, you know, recently just not like that they, they didn't have quote unquote family. And also my mom is 
she's a firecracker so she 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 counts for a lot of family members you know what i'm saying like she, <laughs> she's so strong i mean my mom is 68 69 she's four foot nine probably about 98 pounds and she is all nomad all day like she climbs trees she carries wood on her back like that's what she's about she just likes um living life the most difficult physically difficult way possible <laughs> She just likes to do, just do stuff. I mean, in my mom's lifetime, she was a nomad. She was born in a plateau in Tibet. I mean, she was nomadic. And now in her lifetime, I always tell her this, as a woman, as an immigrant, as a refugee, as someone without a homeland, I tell her, I was like, mom, what you've done in your your lifetime is something that doesn't happen. Like go from a nomad to owning her own couple homes, got two kids with, graduate degrees, got four grandkids, you know, she did that all, she, she, my mom's never, my mom has no formal education. That's incredible. I, I love this idea because usually when there's uh, kids and then there's the grandma, it's like, kids be gentle because grandma, you know, is not going to want to run with you. You know, she might be worried about, and you're worried that, you know, your kids are going to outgrow climbing trees before your mom does. <laughs> Wait, when you say climbing trees, you mean literally like actually climbing trees yes and i mean climbing an actual tree um she actually got to a point where they don't have we don't have enough trees that are climbing trees around us anymore so she they're kind of you know bored with the trees so i found out they actually have a giant tree in a park near us that they kind of like book sessions with where you get like you know a harness and stuff so her and my daughter are are planning on going there when it opens up after covid to go climb you know she's a mountain lady my mom crossed the himalayas you know what i'm saying so Wow. On foot. So, I mean, she doesn't, she's not playing around with life right now. She's going out there and living it to the fullest. I just imagine your mom being ripped, like with an eight pack. and like <laughs> no. no, she's soft as like, I mean, she's just a soft, I mean, she's not cut. She's always had guns though. I'm not going to lie. My mom has always been buff. She's been buff in the arms. Ever since I was a kid, she would just like reach up and she has like a big old deltoid. So to our listeners, these guns are, we're talking about arm muscles. Um, the right to burn <laughs> Obama style. Um, just clarifying, right? No, that's not what I meant. I meant my mom has AK-47s, like two AK-47s. <laughs> no, yes, her arms and her arm muscles. <laughs> you know, the other day, my kid like kind of poked my squishy stomach and was like, why is it so squishy? And I was like, excuse me, you're not allowed to say bad things about your old home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, it depends on if you think Squishy's bad. You know what I'm saying? Some people yeah. think Squishy's good. But yeah. Yeah, my, my son particularly used to say that to me a lot. And I don't, I mean, I had to examine why I had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Do I not know what my body, but then also as he got older, I needed to talk about like, are you being mean? Are you being, are you trying to hurt me? So I was just like, are you saying that to make me feel unwelcome here like or are you just you know describing stuff whatever it is whatever physical quote-unquote comment somebody makes whether it's fat skinny whatever Mm -hmm. what is my issue with it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so but yeah they do they they they'll let you know in a second they do they'll let you know in a second if you do not look good there's this tiktok thing where the uh teenagers and tweens will go hot mom alert and they'll like show their mom and their mom is hot like that's the thing your mom is hot and my daughter and I have been joking that she doesn't have TikTok but if she did that she should do it like but like when I'm waking up first thing in the morning and she'll be like hot mom alert and I'll be like <laughs> and I'll wake up I'll be like what 
Who's there? <laughs> What's going on? Something's burning. Like that's how I wake up every single day. I mean, there's such a culture out there, as you said, they were of of um, the way that women's bodies are looked at and the way women's bodies are kind of like a low hanging fruit for everyone to comment on. And mm-hmm. it's just super important that all children, but I think male children in particular, because they learn that so easily. That's the way you can hurt women. It's super easy. Um, and, and it's just allowed, you know, everybody's entitled to comment on women's bodies all the time, too fat, too thin, too this, too that. And, and to, to question, as you, as you say, you do, Deva, like, are you trying to hurt me here? What's going on here? Cause I think they don't even realize. It more has to do with how, where I'm at in my mindset right, and how it affects right, my parenting. Right. So yeah. My yeah. son told me today, because I went and got him some cookies that, um, I'm like, how am I doing? You know, on the like the the the, the ranking, and he was like, you know, not bad. I mean, not bad. And and so you know, we're we're looking. I'm basically we're playing the game. If if I'm good for Christmas, not that I'm going to get anything because he doesn't get anything. So I can hardly expect him to get me a gift. But I do love being the only parent and still being ranked. <laughs> <laughs> and we just play around with that. It's 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 just fun. It's cute. It was cute when he said you're going up. every uh classroom type like if it's a different school or a different like activity they handle it differently Um, the middle the middle school they have to have their camera on and his room is um it's a teenager room but so I said to him how do you handle that on the camera you don't want your teacher to see you know your room and he's strategically tidied up behind him because he's just strategically put a few books there and then always laundry whatever he's got going on um is you know out of you know out of sight that's you know then you're learning a good lesson in life strategize you know show what you want people to see well i'm glad it's not smell-o-vision or whatever because (laughs) that would not be good (laughs) no i'm just telling you like that's how i knew for sure i was gonna i had like a a teenager i was like it smells like teenager in this area this memory i don't like what it's conjuring and the smell is intense <laughs> yeah you know people make fun of axe body spray and i'm like have you smelled the alternative yes <laughs> i want axe i want axe you yeah. know me axe i got caught in my kids uh, coat room at, at in inner school one uh, in the end of fifth grade and i know it's fifth grade but man i felt like <laughs> I need to get out of there. I felt like Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. You know what I'm saying? I was like running through the freaking coat room trying to get out of there because <laughs> I could not get out. Actually, do y'all think like Alien with Sigourney Weaver was actually uh, like an educational fable about parenting? Probably. Ooh. Yeah, I like it. You know, like the bit where like the alien bursts out of her stomach. I'm like, that's childbirth, y'all. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> It's just like that just rips out and screams. Yeah, you're right. How that one alien like just gets on their face and just starts like sucking, you know, that's kind of like breastfeeding, right? Yeah. Because like sometimes when they're new and they, I don't know if either of you breastfed, but uh, when, when they, when my kids were brand new and they first got into nursing and they would get this face, this crazy oh. face on them and they would latch on. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's so scary. I was so scared because I was a new. Yeah. Mine used to like try to eat my face if she got hungry. And I yes. Was, yeah. Or the chin right yeah, here. The chin. <laughs> Their ex, my ex-husband's nose. That's why I was like, yeah, you got that big nose. Looks like a nipple on the end because my kids would both try to nurse on it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> got a nipple nose yeah boob face boob face <laughs>
Hey, Thank hey, you. my boobs are down here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> my boobs are down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how are you keeping your kids entertained these days? I saw like in your stand-up, you were talking about getting a sled for them, Dewa. Yeah, it's an ongoing thing. It actually happens every year. So I feel like the joke is very, is very, it's it's always on time because they always want a sled for some reason. Yeah. Y'all from Seattle, right? You gotta go to, you gotta go to Hayek. Gotta take your kids sledding. Cause like I'm a good mom, right? I gotta take my kids sledding. My mom's like, don't go to Big Five and buy no plastic piece of junk sled. I was like, okay. Yeah. What do I do, mom? She's like, what you do is you go and gather some dung. Um, you go gather some dung, and then you like um, put it in a disc shape, and then you dry it outside of your house. And I was like, oh. I'm like, mom, couple questions. <laughs> dung on Beacon Hill, like, and she's like, some of your kids, and I was like, oh, that's gross, and I was like, I don't know, I just feel like I can't <laughs> dry a human dung disc outside of my townhouse, you know? I feel like uh, it's definitely gonna end up on next door, and <laughs> It's breaking some HOA rules or something. And and most of all, I just don't feel like a, a, a doo-doo sled is gonna hold up to the rigors of Snoqualmie, you know? It's like a one run and done situation. Did you guys have that thing when your kids were young where like they'll be watching something and they like it so much that they insist you watch it too? But like you have to, they like train your face and they'll get mad if you look away. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> I just think about that. Like sometimes I get mad, I'll be like, come on, man, I can only watch, you know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, like My Little Pony Sparkle is Magic or something like that. I can only watch that so many times. Like, but then I just realize like what it feels like when you really, really like somebody and you show them something that you like and they're not really paying attention and how that feels. And so I go, you know what, man, this is, if I pay attention, it won't mean nothing. But if I don't pay attention, it's gonna hurt them. As long as my eyes are looking, my heart can be somewhere else. <laughs> that's so true though right because my my kid he did once wake me up uh, in the cinema obviously this is a long time ago um <laughs> during a spongebob movie and he's like mom this bit that's coming up is really good I'm like you've already seen this why are we here yeah <laughs> but he woke me up so i could watch this really good part of the spongebob movie i never got over that that was trauma that was hard <laughs> So many follow-up questions how do you fall asleep in in the middle of a movie in a theater it's so loud but never I, i've i've done that i used to think i'd never be that woman i am that woman like my have mom you i mean smitha you're a mom like exhaustion just yes. sheer total exhaustion oh, my claim to fame is i once fell asleep at a club and i was sober oh. it wasn't like roofies or anything like i just i don't know wow i fell asleep at a uh, professional basketball game Ooh, that's <laughs> I think that might be the winner. I did. I, I was dead asleep like this and it charge. And I'm like, huh? Well, who was playing? I guess, you know, it was really yeah, a team game. It's always lack of sleep. Exactly. Yes. Dewa, one thing we ask all our guests, just in case they've got something good, is if you have any advice or thoughts or, you know, 
parting shots for this, you know, listeners out there? You can, you know, the, the, the public restrooms, you, you can lock the door and unlock the door from the outside sometimes. So that has always been helpful for me because like my <laughs> kids will go in there and they'll leave the door open. And I was like, no, you need to go to the bathroom with the door locked. I don't want to lock it. I'm scared, you know, and if we can't all fit, you can lock it from the outside for them and unlock it. That's an actual handy tip. Whoa. You, this this defies our entire podcast mission, which is we have finally got one useful tip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we had the frozen pizza's ice cream in the first season. Oh, yeah. You know, that was also a very, very good tip. So we've got now two handy parenting tips. That's not bad. Yeah, after almost <laughs> nine episodes, you finally have two. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Rate and review. What, you know, where can we find you? Instagram, Twitter, wh- you know, what are all the handles? Um, at Instagram, I'm at Dewa Dorje, which is D-E-W-A-D-O-R-J-E. On um, Twitter, I'm the only Dewa. And I have a website, DewaDorje.com. And Lalita, where can we find you? I'm Lalita D Comedy, which is D-E-E, at Lalita D Comedy on both Instagram and Twitter. And I also have a website, LalitaD.com. And you can find me, Smita, at Almost Favorite on Instagram. And my website is almostfavorite.com.